My name is Sue Ditta, and this is the Electric City Culture Cast. Today, we're talking to Mickey Renders, a fantastic local painter. You may have heard her on the radio before when we were doing an interview with Mickey in our I Am an Artist series. Mickey is a fabulous painter, and we're tracking her work from its early period about paint, about flowers, about nature, and we've invited her back to our series Art and Activism because she is an artist whose work has really changed and transformed over the years. The show is brought to you by the Electric City Culture Council. We're doing a field recording that you'll hear right here at 92.7 FM Trent Radio. Mickey, welcome back. Hi, Sue. How are you doing? Pretty good. I know, you. you're, I know you're anxious. I know you're in a rush. Mickey and her partner, Peter Barron, are part of the First Friday Art call, Crawl. We're recording this on Friday, November the 1st. And we're going to take you as quickly as we can to a real interesting moment in Mickey's career and in the development of her practice where she moves out of the classic studio, isolated artist, exhibition of solo work and into community-based projects and working collectively with people. And I think a consciousness that has been in your work all along but starts to manifest itself in a different way. And Mickey, I'm wondering if you could tell our audience about one of the first projects where you start working collaboratively with people and where the art practice has a larger story to tell about the world we live in, about transformative change, about how artistic practice can manifest itself outside of a very private interior world. What's one of the first things you remember? You know, it's really hard to say uh, when that started. I think um, like even, it's just like when I went to high school, there were three of us that sat in the same, on the same table in art class, right through high school. <laughs> and we would talk about art and we would do things, you know, artsy. So like my friends and I were all interested in this kind of stuff. So we would, you know, who knows, get together and uh, make stuffed animals and do crazy things. So it was never really, I think there was always an element of that. And then uh, I did start a, a, a wall mural painting company with my friend and mm -hmm. we worked together and we'd get friends to help us paint and my sister was in theater I'd work with uh, her on sets which also became mm -hmm. sort of a collaborative you know working working groups so sort of is a thread um it just seemed like a natural thing to do so did it happen with students or were you involved with a community group here in Peterborough? Or? Well, mostly, I mean, I did work with students and so it would probably be almost parallel, like working with students, you're always sort of going, oh, okay, we're going to do a diversity mural and you'd sit around with students trying to generate ideas. You want them to come up with the ideas and you want, you know, them to feel really good about it and stuff. But sometimes you do a little bit of nudging. And, uh, you know, you might have um, some examples and things like that to help inspire them because, you know, it's hard to come up with ideas. So is it cultural diversity, so, racial diversity? Oh, I'm just, that was an example. But, yeah, we did murals about uh, sort of diversity and inclusion. So mm -hmm. it would be 
all of those things. I mean, a lot of the time, um, it, it was a very strong thread in my teaching. Um, running things like a gay-straight alliance was a fairly novel idea, so, you know, it was a safe place for kids, and that was in the uh, in the 90s certainly an issue that was starting to peak its you know peak and, out so and in those groups in was it mostly art students or social studies students or activists who came together for those mural projects a uh, bit of everything but obviously there would be a lot of art students and i think partly because the arts is kind of a, a it's a nice incubator for that kind of social justice work but mm -hmm. there any student could be involved mm -hmm. but you know a lot of the times if students knew me they want to hang out there it was kind of a mutual thing but it could be anybody really and where did the murals happen oh when i worked at thomas a stewart so they inside make, the school inside the school made a big mural in the cafeteria you know in the halls sometimes we made them in panels we did lots of other projects too like working with um a, like reframe film festival mm -hmm. Often I had students uh, put together an exhibition on something of a theme. Like I know we did something on subvertising, we called it, where students commented on, you know, the manipulation and subliminal adver advertising, yeah, yeah, and advertising yeah. and stuff like that. So they uh, they did a play on that with collage. Um, you know, another time we did something about body image, and it was my photography class, and mm -hmm. that had really interesting. Uh, Everything from like fitness and exercise to questioning gender and, and uh, gender fluidity and was quite interesting. Uh, someone did something about plastic surgery. So those were all kind of, you know, real broad uh, range of ideas. So but that was in the schools. Important social ideas and, being explored in school. Yes, exactly. And I think kids did a great job. We did a we did a thing about AIDS when uh, there was the uh, international AIDS conference in that's 2006, mm -hmm. and all my students did something around uh, AIDS, and it could be anything like a red painting because it's about blood, that's or right. it could be you know very literal. You know, I I remember quite powerful works that they did on that. So. Did you work on the art space project with the garbage cans, the recycling project? I had project? some students involved, mm -hmm. and we ended up with a can, a can racism. Can yeah. racism? Yeah. yeah that was yeah. with the garbage recycling bins in different yeah. parks around the city? Yeah. I think yeah, Andrea yeah. Fatona started Andrea, that project. Yeah, that yeah, was a yeah. great project. Yeah. And what about your project in Toronto at Nuit Blanche with the white... With the uh, packing tape people. Yes. So that... Um, that came out of uh, a, a group of artists that we decided we wanted to submit a project to Nuit Blanche. And uh, we went to, uh, Judith Mason and I went to the Nuit Blanche as an information session. And I remember mm -hmm. sitting there and they were describing the various themes that the curators were um, suggesting. And uh, we decided there was something about bodies in space. And we decided... To, to pitch something that appealed to us. And I just remember having heard recently about how you could make castings of a body using mm -hmm. packing tape. And I went, oh, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so that's how it came out. The Outsider Project, which was basically about how we, thinking about how we treat 
the outsiders and when are we an outsider and when are we an insider and and you know how how welcoming are we to others mm -hmm. i mean there are times that everybody feels like they're they're isolated and there's times that other people feel like they're in the in crowd mm -hmm. but that same person you know it's just a question on how we interact with with sort of the other. So that was really moving out of your painting and, and that medium and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. doing something in Toronto. And mm -hmm. But I know you've also done work with different community groups here in Peterborough, mm -hmm. I think with the Sexual Assault Centre. Yeah. I wonder if you could tell us about, about those projects and what your approach is. How do you work with the organizers? How do you work with the clients? How do you engage artists? Why those projects? What do they do for us? Do you know, I really enjoy those, and that's become a bigger part of my practice. Um, the The work with the Quartha Sexual Assault Center, um, they had a grant. Um, the Wynn government had put some money out, really quite using the arts to talk about sexual assault and... Um, they also were, were uh, missing and murdered Indigenous women mm -hmm. was one of the issues. So they, they wanted it to be uh, connected to those issues around uh, education and awareness as well as healing. We decided to, we, we submit the grant and we didn't get it the first time, but then they had asked us to resubmit and we decided to focus on Indigenous uh, communities around Peterborough. Right away, first thought was, well, then we need to partner with Indigenous artists. Mm -hmm. And uh, this so we that you're... This is the Kortha Sexual Assault Center. Okay. And okay. Uh, there was about four of us at that time. Four that, artists? Four artists that okay. were... In, for, so it was um, uh, Shelley King, a puppeteer, mm -hmm. myself. Um, uh, bah, 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 who else was it? Um, um, and... Taylor mm -hmm. up in Curve Lake mm -hmm. and one other artist who will come to me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we decided that we were going to uh, partner. So we invited, we all just kind of who we knew and we asked around and we invited a bunch of Indigenous artists, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the process was very kind of loose. Like we all sort of said, okay, what are we going to do? And we kind of found someone else. Like we, we tried to combine... Um, Indigenous stories and uh, and art practices and and just sort of it just sort of fell into place. So it's it was pretty really organic, pretty process. organic okay. process. I worked with Tasha Bead, who's an amazing activist and was working at uh, Fleming, and she and I did some work around. She's a, a real uh, oh, water steward, so she's she's mm -hmm. she's a water water walker, and she'd worked with Josephine. We um, decided to do something about the body and water, and mm -hmm. that's a women's uh, women protect the water in, mm -hmm. in, in uh, Anishinaabe culture. So we, yeah, so we I did something. I figured out a, using water, sort of. Actually, I used paint flow techniques with with the art with the the people who came to the workshop. So we did uh, one in Curve Lake one out in um, Alderville and in, in Peterborough at uh, Nietzsche-Kwandida. So, so some really nice. settler artists come together with organizers at the Kawartha Sexual yeah. Assault Centre with Indigenous artists, and then you develop workshops that anybody could anybody come to? Anybody could attend, but we did, we did offer them in, in the... Uh, 
in the indigenous communities took around. them to where people yeah, live. Yeah, where people live. Nice. Yeah. So, but anybody could go, for sure. And what were you hoping for as an outcome? Do you know, I think it's really loose. Like, I think it's, you sort of just do something that you believe in. And I think the experience, you know, it's just, it's life affirming. I think making mm -hmm. art and I think, um, you know, raising issues and everybody has their individual response to them. But most people found it extremely uh, powerful and moving. There was a lot of, like Tasha would offer a lot of really wonderful teachings mm -hmm. coming out of her culture and you know just sort of making art in a safe space where there's no judgment and lots of materials and good food and it, it just is very nurturing and you know I think it's up to each individual to decide what that meant to them. So the creative process allowed things to happen that might not have happened in a seminar or ordinary workshop or a panel discussion. Yeah. And and were things produced? Did you exhibit things or was it all about process or it was mostly about process, although mm -hmm. I do think people felt very proud of the work that mm -hmm. came out of it. Uh, most people wanted to, you know, hang it up, take it home, hang it up. Um yeah, and I think it's like I think when we're using when we're getting out of our head and we get into um the art process. I think that's kind of like a, an embodied learning. It's very um, touches on emotion. Mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 you know it, it it's a deeper kind of process. And does that help you navigate the power relationships between settlers and indigenous artists and people who are sexual assault survivors? Does that mm -hmm. does that help with that? I think so. I think I think that's part of the strength, and I think it was all women. It was just mm -hmm. there was a real. I mean, I learned as much from from everyone who participated as as anyone. I think it was um, very much a mutual experience of learning. Mickey, this is going to be great. It's already been great, and we're going to bring you back again for a little bit more. I have a couple of announcements. Um, I want to let people know that the Electric City Culture Cast will be available as podcasts on the EC3 website. That's www.ec3.org. Um, and a picture of one of these packing um, tape people will be there for you to see. You can click on the link and see the notes from this show. And we're going to just take a short break and listen to a great track from a local band, The Lonely Parade. Back soon. I don't belong to anyone. I don't want to be yours. But I want you to feel me. This presence on your shores I want to feel your shivers I want to hold your hands To walk right through the foggy Oh dear newfound land 
Welcome back to the Electric City Culture Cast, brought to you by the Electric City Culture Council. My name is Sue Ditta, and I'm here today with artist Mickey Renders. And we've been talking to Mickey today about her work as an artist and as an activist. And Mickey is one of the people in our community who brings art and activism together on a regular basis. So we've been talking a little bit about the evolution of that practice, um, how she moved into collaborative work and work with social change, working with the Kawartha Sexual Assault Center. But to wrap up the show, I wanted to talk about a fabulous project, one that I know is very close to your heart in um, Pangnurktung. Am I saying that right? <laughs> it's in Pangerton. In Pangerton in Nunavut. It's a collaborative art project and exhibition, and it deals with waste, which I think is fascinating in and of itself. But I'm wondering if you could tell the audience how that project got started, what's it going to be about, and what do you hope it will accomplish? So it's sort of a, a bittersweet story. My my sister was a professor at Queen's University in drama, so Kim Renders worked similarly, except in uh, doing work around social, in social justice, but as a theater artist. And she was asked to partner with um, a friend of hers, a colleague, Dr. Myra Hurd, who's a mm -hmm. world-renowned expert on waste and waste issues. And they were going to work in Pangertung. They got some funding to um, work and animate the issues around waste, which communities are really struggling um, up there because there's, uh, with climate change, of course, there's rapid changes and the permafrost is melting. Um, there's a lot of consequences to that, including, including uh, environmental consequences. And uh, they, the waste that we're talking about isn't really just household waste, which, which comes to mind. It's waste that's been uh, taken up there by the military mm -hmm. for security reasons. Um, also, a lot of resource development, and that's ongoing and even uh, escalating with, the, uh, with climate change and uh, the untapped resources that are seen to be there, as well as uh, the cruise ship industry which is looking as the Arctic opens up in the North So Earth people Passage. are coming to the Arctic and yeah. leaving their garbage and there. And they just leave it all there. So this is, this is a, the community is very, it's a very vulnerable community to this. Uh, there is no composting there. Nothing mm -hmm. decays, you know, naturally because it's so cold. So it, it all just accumulates. And, uh, you know, it's a tradition. Um, Inuit cultures, they're, they're, stories are told through their art through the oral storytelling and so using uh their natural voice and and uh putting together work around the issue of waste uh working with the community and then touring that um we've been invited uh to to do exhibitions pretty well in major centers uh in canada montreal uh toronto peterborough and uh, as well as we're going to Lyon, France, uh, to show the work there. So bringing the Inuit artists to speak to the uh, to their work and the stories, it's very exciting. So you're working with some artists who are living there, mm -hmm. and you're going. Is anyone else going from the south? Yeah. So My Myra Heard, Dr. Myra okay. Heard, she's going. She's working on a waste strategy. So she's doing the actual like. What should we? What can we do? What can be done? Recommending, you know, policies going forward, mm -hmm. 
any kind of remediation. Um, there's another student who'll be going up to Hilary Predko, who's also an artist, but she is going to be working on uh, reuse, refurbish, mm -hmm. setting up something up there to help the community establish that kind of uh, minimizing the waste that goes into the dump. And I'll be working with artists. And do you know who the artists are yet? Uh, we do have a couple of the artists, but um, we're, it's sort of an ongoing process. I've just been mm -hmm. up there once. Mm -hmm. um, I've really started to look at women artists specifically. Mm -hmm. um, I have, uh, there's a woman carver up there, Malaya Pitsulak, who's an amazing carver. Um, uh, we're David um, Killebuck is a photographer who we're working with, and his work is it just blows you away. It's such a beautiful, beautiful place, and he shows it so well. Just, just posted something with the uh, Northern Lights the other day. I just, oh, you can't believe it. Anyway, so that those are two artists, and there's many others as well. So how do you imagine this project unfolding? What You're going to get off a plane, and then what happens? Uh, it's a real kind of bit of detective work, finding people and talking to people and uh, sort of it's just early stages. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've made some contacts from when I was there in June. I'm going in December. Those, you know, we'll be enhancing the relationships and mm -hmm. seeing what the artists want to do and how we how they, you know, we, we need their input to see what they want to do and how they see this uh, working out. And, of course, we're offering, you know, I want to support the artists in any way, bringing up supplies and uh, resources and things like that so that we can uh, make this happen. And is there money in the project for people to get paid for their work? Yes, okay. definitely. Artists are going to be paid for sure. Fantastic. Yeah. And so you're taking it to how many different places now? Well, so far we we, we haven't got firm uh, commitments, but I'm pretty sure that there'll be at least five cities in, in Canada. There's a lot of interest. I've got informal mm -hmm. interest, and uh, we're taking it to France as well. So we're going so to Lyon, France. I imagine this is a project that crosses over between people who are interested in art and artistic practice in the north and people who really care about environmental issues. And have you met both kinds of people in the north and had a chance to talk to them? Yes. Well, of, of course, we're working with like the Hamlet office. So those mm -hmm. were some of the first relationships that we have are talking to elders, talking to leadership on various levels. Working in partnership with the community is really important. So they're helping collaborate and frame this project. And from from working with the, the government there, the Hamlet office, we work we extend into the um working with the artist so it sort of works that way and is this part of your phd this is my phd project great and how long do you think it'll take it depends it's not the fastest uh, it's a very big distance we have to cover to to be able to work together but i imagine probably about three years mm-hmm before the exhibition's ready to tour hopefully the exhibitions will be ready in, in that period, yeah. Okay, great. And is this your first time working in the North? Yes, it is. But not, and with Inuit people, but not with Indigenous people. You've worked with Indigenous folks before. I've There's worked with Indigenous people First Nations people here, here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was your first impression of the city? It's a magical place. Mm -hmm. It is a magical place, and there it is a place of huge contrasts. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, 
I really love it there. And have you met artists of different generations? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, one of the people that I met there and stayed with was uh, the art teacher at the high school. Of course, mm -hmm. I had a lot in common with her. And uh, so I've met some of her students who are going to be part of this project. And David Killebuck, who's the photographer, is going to work with some young people. Mm -hmm. He's also going to be working with, um, I brought cameras up there to give to him so he can do workshops with the elders as well. And, uh, and of course, like um, one of the carvers, Jaco, I'm sorry if I, I'm not prepared with names here, but he... Um, He's one of the senior carvers who's got a really good reputation all over North America. So there's quite a, you know, the full spread of ages and stages and careers. Different disciplines and different techniques. Yeah. Well, Mickey, we're going to be looking forward to this project. Um, it's so exciting to see someone like yourself, to see the trajectory of your work, of your practice, of your intellectual and political vision. Um, transform, expand. It's very inspiring for all of us. And to know that this work is being done at home and far from home as well is r really, really um, amazing. And I want to thank you so much for everything you do in Peterborough, for coming in today and sharing it with us, and um, for helping people understand much better the relationship between art and activism. Thank you. And uh, we're going to go out with a song from Mickey's daughter, Art Runs in the Family. And this is Kelly McMichael's track coming up. Thanks, everybody. This has been the Electric City Culture Cast. My name is Sue Ditta. I got it.